Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy 2024. Can you all believe we're saying that? We're saying happy 2024. My goodness. Um, I can't even begin to tell you how fast I believe this year have or last year have gone by very quickly. And this is why I tell individuals to really focus on being present and in the moment. Because before you know it, it'll be gone. (laughs) I'm sitting here thinking like, oh my goodness, I got a high schooler now. You know, um, my son started his freshman year. And and just looking at his academic and, and his physical growth... The time does not stop for anybody. Looking at my daughter who is catching up in height with me, that we're pretty much almost shoulder to shoulder. I'm looking her in her eyes. I'm I'm an average height, 5'5", five, five, but this chick is 12 years old and 5'3", wearing practically the same size shoe I'm wearing at 12. And so... I will tell you, as I was reflecting on the year, reflecting on some of the activities that I participated in and some of the realization and revelations that appeared so heavily in 2023 for me, I just want to take a moment and do a year in review. I I got that topic from just watching social media and everyone is doing their year in review recap with visual aids of pictures and moments and precious times throughout 2023 and I will tell you my year in review I just want to highlight a few things that really hit me hard in 2023 I have been on this wellness, health and wellness journey for pretty much all of my adult life, honestly, but more, I would say, dedicated or more serious about it in this decade in my 40s. And I am approaching 49 in a month and a day from today. And this year's theme is Transformation 49 because I am determined to really clear as much as I can the things that have risen in me and come up for me that I've learned in this decade that I am choosing not to bring forward in the next decade in my 50s. And so I just want to share some things. It's been, I looked at this podcast and saw that I too have been um, a little bit delinquent (laughs) and, um, you know, just been, you know, not there fully with being committed to my podcast for a number of reasons. But I just want to just kind of share some things that I've learned in this year. And as you are listening to this podcast, if you are listening and choose to listen, think about what you've learned in this past year. 
you know, what are some of the things that maybe or possibly shook you to your core? There are some things that I will share that really shook me to my core this year. And I'm as much as it was painful and the realization of it, it was things that I have asked for. And so what I've learned is that the past, I would say, few years of doing this inner work and being on this inner work journey, I really honestly been probably healing on the surface. If I'm if I'm truly being honest, pretty much healing on the surface. And so now um, is really this year I really spent time healing by pulling up the roots. And when I tell you those roots have been, I would say, mm, nasty and deeply rooted. And as they were coming up out of the ground, you know, I had to face it. And I chose to face it in a way that I'm going to deal with you now because I do not want to deal with you later. And so it started at the beginning, honestly, of 2023. Beginning of 2023, actually my birth month, I end up getting COVID for the first time. And so because it was winter time and everything, and that, you know, winter time, as you can tell, like this season right now is a, the biggest season for you know, RSV and flu and everything else that's going on that's being carried around here. In February, like a little bit short time after my birthday, I end up getting COVID. So of course, you know, just to safeguard the fam, quarantine in the bedroom. And so during that time for those five days, I was listening. Luckily, I was I was in the middle of a, a nice show that I was watching called New Amsterdam. And I'm not sure how many people have watched that show, um, but also watching that show, I've learned some things about myself. And that's honestly where the one realization had come from. And so, you know, when you have COVID and you're quarantined and pretty much trying to do your best to safeguard everyone else, you have time to spend with yourself. So not only was I watching TV or Netflix or what have you, I was also journaling and really had to spend time with myself, which is fine. I'm a true Aquarian. And even though I'm extroverted and I love people, I also love to spend time with myself. So during that time, I was journaling and, and reading and things like that. But as I was watching the episode of New Amsterdam, there was an episode where Iggy, who's one of the characters in the show, he is a therapist and Iggy I loved his character because not only was he a therapist helping people he just was a good guy good human and I really gravitated towards him and maybe because of you know my joy in helping others or what have you and you know being a coach and so forth but there was this one particular episode where one of his um patients became really um I would say uh, stalkerish, very um, just too close, became too close, (coughs) excuse me, 
to Iggy to the point it was a little dangerous and it was a little bit um, unusual and so with that being said he found himself um, as he was helping this person his own issues were coming up right and so hopefully as therapists are helping others they I hope they have therapists so he did so he had a therapist that also brought some things to his awareness and how he was handling the situation and she thought that he was handling the situation a little bit on the unhealthy side but she also brought to his awareness that he was a narcissist and when she said this and I, I <laughs> became offended like how dare you call him a narcissist how dare you you know he's helping others he's changing lives he's showing up for folks and you call him a narcissist and all he's doing is trying to help people so I had a girlfriend who was also watching the show at the same time and you know we were always compare notes of you know where where are we in the season and on the show and what resonated what have you and so I was like girl did you see the episode when you know the therapist called Iggy a narcissist and how dare she and he's out here helping people whatever and she got quiet and she said um you know um you know you have those tendencies as well and you 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 possess some form of narcissistic behavior as well and i <laughs> was totally offended to the point i'm like bitch who are you talking to like for real like how dare you and you know thank goodness i had um a therapy appointment the next day because i'm just like how dare she say that i am a narcissist so i had to dial back um and i said um you know what more can you tell me about that statement and honestly i was sick at the time so i'm not sure if i was even ready or prepared for her response so honestly i can't even tell you what some of the things she said because i was so in my feelings and i was so hurt and angered by her statement and so i appreciated it honestly i can appreciate it now let me let me be honest at the time i wanted to cuss her all the way out (laughs) and so um but i the next day um I talked to my therapist about it and she too took a pause and said Miss Smith you know you and I have been working on this for the past few years and you're doing much better and I said to her well you never used the term narcissist that I was a narcissist and she said no I did not say those words she said but there's a difference between being a narcissist and a narcissism and so she expounded and then sent me some reference um and so with that being said um i realized that i was very similar to iggy where i was pretty much helping others (laughs) but helping others in the way i thought they should be helped lesson one And lesson two realization was 
when I did help others and they didn't do it in a manner in which I thought they should do it or as I advised and they will share with me feedback, you know, of whatever it is or whatever advice I gave them. And if they didn't do it, then my response would be, well, see, I told you and and had you listened to me and, you know, I gave you this offer, you know, and I realized that I was doing it from a very egotistical way. And I tell you, I was blown by this realization truly truly blown by it and I realized that it was number one learn behavior one because that's how my mother did it and I and I and I remember just saying some of the things that she would say and then also having some level of glory or or ego stroking when someone said, yeah, Latoya, you know, the advice you gave me or X, Y, Z, I did that. And here's a great outcome from it. And it, it's really honestly stopped me in my tracks. And what the show taught me, what my girlfriend reflected back to me and what, and what my therapist helped me to process is that if you're doing it and being attached to the outcome, it's not good. I was attached to the outcome of folks I tried to help. I was in my ego space and in my head. If people didn't do it the way I, I suggested it or do it the way I wanted them to do it or what have you. Or, I, or, or when I was trying to help people, I didn't even ask them if they needed the help. We're engaging in conversation and instead of me being in the moment, I'm formulating strategies and problem solving and nobody asked me to fix anything. Maybe they just wanted me to listen. So that in the midst of my illness was a very tough pill to swallow. And I thought about it and wondered, like, what, how would I feel if someone was doing that to me? And I realized that I've been doing it all wrong. There's nothing wrong with helping others. And honestly, I've learned, you know, through my sessions in therapy that a lot of times when I was helping people, I was doing it to my detriment because I was running away from dealing with me. Running, running away from dealing with myself and the things that I needed to work on. But what she helped me to realize is that there's nothing wrong with me helping others and I can help others. But there's a way that you do it. And I'm so grateful for her teaching me and I've been incorporating this over the past few years and even more so intentionally that now I want to show up for people in the way they would like for me to show up. So when I'm talking to people, if someone is sharing something, I'm focused on them. And I do that by my eye, my eye contact. I do that by my body language. I do that by taking deep breaths and breathing and staying in the moment. I do that by also asking 
or paraphrasing or summarizing what they said just to make sure I have a clear understanding of what they're sharing with me. And then at that moment after listening, I ask. Sometimes I ask at the beginning. If someone says, hey, I want to share something with you. And I ask, hey, am I... Am I just listening or is there something that you want me to share afterwards? Do you want me to give my thoughts? Do you want me to just listen? Do you want me to help you to, you know, problem solve? How would you want me to show up for you? This is how I'm doing it differently. Because sometimes people may want to honestly come up with their own solutions. And honestly, as a coach, my job as a coach is to ask the bold questions, is to ask the powerful questions that will help you to think and, and dig deeper. Because guess what? I don't have the answers for you. You have all the answers inside of you. And so if I'm actively listening, if I'm intentionally listening and staying in the moment, I can ask those questions to help the individual to dig deeper so that they can formulate their own decisions, their own results, their own thing that they need to do that will help them get to wherever they're needing to go or to help them understand what could be possible. So now I ask the question, what does, this, what does support look like for you? How can I show up for you? Or how they phrase it in New Amsterdam. How can I help? So I'm so grateful for that lesson learned at the top of the year last year. Because it helped me to really do things differently for the remainder of the year. That is now part of my lifestyle. That is now part of how I look at things and how I see things and how um, I show up for people. And hopefully it will change some of the relationships that I have that all my life with those relationships that I have been probably dictating things to people and being a source of somebody's de facto mama when they don't need another mama at least not in a peer they want a friend they want somebody who can show up for them and be supportive so that was honestly one of the deepest things that happened to me in February but I guess February was the month that wanted to just kind of like just go all hard with me with COVID and my emotions and realizations because the other realization that came up in that same month in that same few days was I realized that throughout my life my biggest supporter left transition I was about to say left and so I'm glad that I corrected myself my biggest supporter my mother transitioned in a very critical time in this decade in my 40s. I was, I believe, 41. Yeah, 41 when my mom passed. And she was my biggest validator. My rah-rah girl. My cheerleader. My all in all, right? And when she left, I did not know how to cheer for me. I did not know how to advocate 
for me in some instance. I did not know how to affirm myself. And I realized that she affirmed me so much to the point where and I'm being careful with my wording but it was a little bit to my demise that she over affirmed me and I realized that she over affirmed me because of the lack of affirmation and, 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 and validation that she did not get from her mother as well as from her father so she overdid it because of what she didn't get her relationship with her mother wasn't always great and I think as the later the older that they got it became a little bit more like oil and water for some reason and I recall always trying to do my best to I would say um try to solve the problem, try to fix it. And I found myself being so depressed and so sad that I couldn't fix it. Because I wanted their relationship to somewhat be like how my relationship with my mother was. And it was pretty good. Now my mother had a way. She was Aries and fiery as I don't know what. But we got along. We understood each other. And my mother didn't play favorites. She was pretty much, she treated Sharon and I, you know, the same. Unlike my grandmother, who basically treated Sharon as if she couldn't do any wrong. And so our relationship was different and she treated me differently. And I realized that I did not have my own identity. Either I was Margaret's daughter or Sharon's sister. No one knew Latoya. No one knew Toya. Who was I? I was attached to someone and I had to figure out who I was in this decade and that's why for me this transformation 49 is so powerful and I'm so serious about my healing because I cannot move forward being a people pleaser doing things because of what other people want me to do doing things that I felt that people would love me and like me and affirm me if I did it their way those days are over for me because I realized it didn't get me anywhere it got me in a hole honestly that I'm now just now digging out of and so what I'm doing differently with my children is that I'm going to validate them. I'm going to affirm them. But I'm also teaching them to affirm themselves. But also learn a valuable lesson from my daughter. And we were talking about affirmations. And she made a valid point about something. And she said, Mom, I understand this validation thing and this affirmation thing. And I know what it is. And I see you in your mirror because I I have a mirror where I've written my affirmations on the mirror. And I stand in the nude in that mirror daily because I'm dealing with my own body image. And I think I talked about this in another podcast. 
And so I wrote my affirmations in red because red is powerful. Red is activating. And I read them out loud to myself in the new. And I look at myself and touch my body parts to affirm myself because I want to reflect back what I'm saying, but also to not just say it, but to feel it and to finally believe it. And my daughter checked me one day and she said, you know, mom, I say my affirmations and I do. But part of the reasons why I don't do it all the time, because I already know I'm beautiful. So do I got to constantly keep saying that? And she had a point. If I know that I know what I know, do I got to constantly keep saying it to believe it? If I already know it, then I know it. I'm just walking in it. And so I had to agree with her to say, hey, babe, if you already got it, you're right. Maybe you just affirm the things that you are unsure about. But keep having a positive thought because at your age, you got it. But at some point, there may be an opportunity or maybe a time where your confidence will be shaken. And I hope not. But I feel that at her age, she's much more advanced than I am at that age, that I was at that age. But I'm so glad that she knows so that as she gets older, she can remind herself of those things. I think some things I'm reminding myself and some things, honestly, I'm just learning right now. And I'm going to be gentle with myself and graceful with myself of now just in knowing that. And so now when I affirm my kids, I don't do it to their detriment. I don't do it to their demise. I don't overdo it. So prime example, um, I went out of town and I came home and they know what their assigned chores are. And they um, cleaned this one particular area of the house that was a mess. And they were so excited for me to come in the door and to see it because they just wanted to see my reaction. And so I came in and I saw it and they, I, I think they did a pretty decent job. And so I thanked them for it. And I think they wanted me to go above and beyond and, hey, let's go get ice cream because we did something so great, right? And I said, hey, you know, you all did a great job and I appreciate it because this wasn't on your task list. However, you all live here. <laughs> so this is part of your home. So you would want your home to look decent. You would want your home to look good. So yeah, you're right. Please make sure. Yeah, I'm going to thank you for it because I'm so grateful that you've done this. But I'm not going to go over and above because this is also an agreement that we have that you will take care of your home. So I am very careful and mindful because I never want my kids to get to a point where if I'm not around, they're not saying, well, who's going to rah-rah for me? Who's going to cheer for me? They have the tools in their tool belt to cheer for themselves. Because guess what, people? In this world, can also be cruel. And everybody's not going to always be cheering for you or advocating for you or affirming you not in your beloved relationships that may not always happen not in your parental relationships may not always happen from your parents you may not definitely get it 
affirmed um, in your job or recognized in your jobs. So it starts with you. You doing the work to know who you are, to affirm yourself, to know that you are worthy, to know that you are love, and to love yourself unconditionally. And if no one else affirms you, you can look at yourself and look in the mirror and say, I love you. I wholeheartedly love you with no conditions, Latoya. That you are wonderfully and beautifully made, uniquely made for you. God made only one you. You don't have to be like anyone else. Choose to be like no one else. Choose to be you. That's what makes you magical. That's what that's what makes you attractive. That's what makes you you. So as I bring this year into a close, there was many more aha moments I had in 2023. And I'll talk more about that in podcasts to come. But I had to tell those two because those were the two that really turned me around this year. That really changed the direction if I'm going as a believer in myself. So I appreciate you listening. As you can tell, I'm congested. I'm a little nasally. So thank you for listening in this baritone sounding like Barry White (laughs) Um, and listening to this. Take care of yourself first, because if you do that, you can take care of others. I love you. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy 2024. Can you all believe we're saying that? We're saying happy 2024. My goodness. Um, I can't even begin to tell you how fast I believe this year have or last year have gone by very quickly. And this is why I tell individuals to really focus on being present and in the moment. Because before you know it, it'll be gone. (laughs) I'm sitting here thinking like, oh my goodness, I got a high schooler now. You know, um, my son started his freshman year. And and just looking at his academic and, and his physical growth... The time does not stop for anybody. Looking at my daughter who is catching up in height with me, that we're pretty much almost shoulder to shoulder. I'm looking her in her eyes. I'm I'm an average height, 5'5", but this chick is 12 years old and 5'3", wearing practically the same size shoe I'm wearing at 12. And so... I will tell you, as I was reflecting on the year, reflecting on some of the activities that I participated in and some of the realization and revelations that appeared so heavily 
and 2023 for me. I just want to take a moment and do a year in review. I, I got that topic from just watching social media and everyone is doing their year in review recap with visual aids of pictures and moments and precious times throughout 2023. And I will tell you my year in review. I just want to highlight a few things that really hit me hard in 2023. I have been on this wellness, health and wellness journey for pretty much all of my adult life, honestly, but more, I would say, dedicated or more serious about it in this decade in my 40s. And I am approaching 49 in a month and a day from today. And this year's theme is Transformation 49, because I am determined to really clear as much as I can the things that have risen in me and come up for me that I've learned in this decade that I am choosing not to bring forward in the next decade in my 50s. And so I just want to share some things. It's been I looked at this podcast and saw that I too have been um, a little bit delinquent <laughs> and um, you know, just been, you know, not there fully with being committed to my podcast for a number of reasons. But I just want to just kind of share some things that I've learned in this year. And as you are listening to this podcast, if you are listening and choose to listen, think about what you've learned in this past year. You know, what are some of the things that maybe or possibly shook you to your core? There are some things that I will share that really shook me to my core this year. And I'm as much as it was painful and the realization of it, it was things that I have asked for. And so what I've learned is that the past, I would say, few years of doing this inner work and being on this inner work journey, I really honestly been probably healing on the surface. If I'm, if I'm truly being honest, pretty much healing on the surface. And so now, um, it's really this year. I really spent time healing by pulling up the roots And when I tell you those roots have been, I would say, mm, nasty and deeply rooted. And as they were coming up out of the ground, you know, I had to face it. And I chose to face it in a way that I'm going to deal with you now because I do not want to deal with you later. And so... It started at the beginning, honestly, of 2023. Beginning of 2023, actually my birth month, I ended up getting COVID for the first time. 
And so because it was wintertime and everything and that, you know, wintertime, as you can tell, like this season right now is a, the biggest season for, you know, RSV and flu and everything else that's going on that's being carried around here. In February, like a little bit short time after my birthday, I end up getting COVID. So, of course, you know, just to safeguard the fam, quarantine in the bedroom. And so during that time for those five days, I was listening. Luckily, I was I was in the middle of a, a nice show that I was watching called New Amsterdam. And I'm not sure how many people have watched that show. Um, but also watching that show, I've learned some things about myself. And that's honestly where the one realization had come from. And so, you know, when you have COVID and you're quarantined and pretty much trying to do your best to safeguard everyone else, you have time to spend with yourself. So not only was I watching TV or Netflix or what have you, I was also journaling and really had to spend time with myself, which is fine. I'm a true Aquarian. And even though I'm extroverted and I love people, I also love to spend time with myself. So during that time, I was journaling and, and reading and things like that. But as I was watching the episode of New Amsterdam, there was an episode where Iggy, who's one of the characters in the show, he is a therapist. And Iggy, I loved his character because not only was he a therapist helping people, he just was a good guy, good human. And I really gravitated towards him and maybe because of you know, my joy in helping others or what have you and, you know, being a coach and so forth. But there was this one particular episode where one of his um, patients became really, um, I would say, uh, stalkerish, very um, just too close, became too close, (coughs) excuse me, to Iggy. To the point it was a little dangerous and it was a little bit um, unusual and so with that being said he found himself um, as he was helping this person his own issues were coming up right and so hopefully as therapists or helping others they I hope they have therapists so he did so he had a therapist that also brought some things to his awareness and how he was handling the situation and she thought that he was handling the situation a little bit on the unhealthy side but she also brought to his awareness that he was a narcissist and when she said this and I I (laughs) became offended like how dare you call him a narcissist how dare you you know he's helping others he's changing lives he's showing up for folks and you call him a narcissist and all he's doing is trying to help people so i had a girlfriend who was also watching the show at the same time and you know we were always compare notes of you know where where are we in the season and on the show and what resonated or what have you and so i was like girl did you see the episode when you know the therapist called iggy a narcissist and how dare she and he's out here helping people whatever and she got quiet And she said, um, you know, um, you know, you have those tendencies as well. And you, you, you possess some form of narcissistic behavior as well. 
and I <laughs> was totally offended to the point I'm like bitch who are you talking to like for real like how dare you and you know thank goodness I had um a therapy appointment the next day because I'm just like how dare she say that I am a narcissist so I had to dial back um and I said um you know what more can you tell me about that statement and honestly I was sick at the time so I'm not sure if I was even ready or prepared for her response so honestly I can't even tell you what some of the things she said because I was so in my feelings and I was so hurt and angered by her statement and so I appreciated it honestly I can appreciate it now let me let me be honest at the time I wanted to cuss her all the way out and so um but I the next day um I talked to my therapist about it and she too took a pause and said Miss Smith you know you and I have been working on this for the past few years and you're doing much better and I said to her well you never used the term narcissist that I was a narcissist and she said no I did not say those words she said but there's a difference between being a narcissist and a narcissism and so she expounded and then sent me some reference um and so with that being said um I realized that I was very similar to Iggy where I was pretty much helping others <laughs> but helping others in the way I thought they should be helped lesson 1 <laughs> And lesson two realization was when I did help others and they didn't do it in a manner in which I thought they should do it or as I advised and they would share with me feedback, you know, of whatever it is or whatever advice I gave them. And if they didn't do it, then my response would be, well, see, I told you and and had you listened to me and, you know, I gave you this offer, you know. And I realized that I was doing it from a very egotistical way. And I tell you, I was blown by this realization. Truly, truly blown by it. And I realized that it was number one, learn behavior one because that's how my mother did it and I and I and I remember just saying some of the things that she would say and then also having some level of glory or or ego stroking when someone said yeah Latoya you know the advice you gave me or xyz I did that and here's a great outcome from it And it, it's really honestly stopped me in my tracks. And what the show taught me, what my girlfriend reflected back to me, and what, and what my therapist helped me to process is that if you're doing it and being attached to the outcome, it's not good. I was attached to the outcome. 
of folks I tried to help. I was in my ego space and in my head if people didn't do it the way I, I suggested it or do it the way I wanted them to do it or what have you. Or, I, or, or when I was trying to help people, I didn't even ask them if they needed to help. We're engaging in conversation and instead of me being in the moment, I'm formulating strategies and problem solving and nobody asked me to fix anything. Maybe they just wanted me to listen. So that in the midst of my illness was a very tough pill to swallow. And I thought about it and wondered like what how would I feel if someone was doing that to me? And I realized that I've been doing it all wrong. There's nothing wrong with helping others. And honestly, I've learned, you know, through my sessions in therapy that a lot of times when I was helping people, I was doing it to my detriment because I was running away from dealing with me, running, running away from dealing with myself and the things that I needed to work on. But what she helped me to realize is that there's nothing wrong with me helping others and I can help others but there's a way that you do it and I'm so grateful for her teaching me and I've been incorporating this over the past few years and even more so intentionally that now I want to show up for people in the way they would like for me to show up so when I'm talking to people if someone is sharing something I'm focused on them. And I do that by my eye, my eye contact. I do that by my body language. I do that by taking deep breaths and breathing and staying in the moment. I do that by also asking or paraphrasing or summarizing what they said, just to make sure I have a clear understanding of what they're sharing with me. And then at that moment after listening, I ask. Sometimes I ask at the beginning. If someone says, hey, I want to share something with you. And I ask, hey, am I am I just listening? Or is there something that you want me to share afterwards? Do you want me to give my thoughts? Do you want me to just listen? Do you want me to help you to, you know, problem solve? How would you want me to show up for you? This is how I'm doing it differently. Because sometimes people may want to honestly come up with their own solutions and honestly as a coach my job as a coach is to ask the bold questions is to ask the powerful questions that will help you to think and and dig deeper because guess what I don't have the answers for you you have all the answers inside of you and so if I'm actively listening if I'm intentionally listening and staying in the moment, I can ask those questions to help the individual to dig deeper so that they can formulate their own decisions, their own results, their own thing that they need to do that will help them get to wherever they're needing to go or to help them understand what could be possible. So now I ask the question, what does this, what does support look like for you? 
how can I show up for you? Or how they phrase it in New Amsterdam. How can I help? So I'm so grateful for that lesson learned at the top of the year last year. Because it helped me to really do things differently for the remainder of the year. That is now part of my lifestyle. That is now part of how I look at things and how I see things and how um, I show up for people. And hopefully it'll change some of the relationships that I have that all my life with those relationships that I have been probably dictating things to people and being a source of somebody's de facto mama when they don't need another mama at least not in a peer they want a friend they want somebody who can show up for them and be supportive so that was honestly one of the deepest things that happened to me in February but I guess February was the month that wanted to just kind of like just go all hard with me with COVID and my emotions and realizations because the other realization that came up in that same month in that same few days was I realized that throughout my life my biggest supporter left transition I was about to say left and so I'm glad that I corrected myself my biggest supporter my mother transitioned in a very critical time in this decade in my 40s I was I believe 41 yeah 41 when my mom passed and she was my biggest validator my rah-rah girl my cheerleader my all in all right and when she left I did not know how to cheer for me I did not know how to advocate for me in some instance. I did not know how to affirm myself. And I realized that she affirmed me so much to the point where, and I'm being careful with my wording, but it was a little bit to my demise that she over-affirmed me. And I realized that she over-affirmed me because of the lack of affirmation and, 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 and validation that she did not get from her mother as well as from her father. So she overdid it because of what she didn't get. Her relationship with her mother wasn't always great. And I think as the later, the older that they got, it became a little bit more like oil and water for some reason. And I recall always trying to do my best to, I would say, um, try to solve the problem, try to fix it. And I found myself being so depressed and so sad that I couldn't fix it. Because I wanted their relationship to somewhat be like how my relationship with my mother was. And it was pretty good. Now, my mother had her way. She was Aries and fiery as I don't know what. 
but we got along we understood each other and my mother didn't play favorites she was pretty much she treated Sharon and I you know the same unlike my grandmother who basically treated Sharon as if she couldn't do any wrong and so our relationship was different and she treated me differently and I realized that I did not have my own identity either I was Margaret's daughter or Sharon's sister no one knew Latoya no one knew Toya who was I I was attached to someone and I had to figure out who I was in this decade and that's why for me this transformation 49 is so powerful and I'm so serious about my healing because I cannot move forward being a people pleaser doing things because of what other people want me to do doing things that I felt that people would love me and like me and affirm me if I did it their way those days are over for me because I realized it didn't get me anywhere it got me in a hole honestly that I'm now just now digging out of and so what I'm doing differently with my children is that I'm going to validate them I'm going to affirm them but I'm also teaching them to affirm themselves but also learn a valuable lesson from my daughter and we were talking about affirmations and she made a valid point about something and she said mom I understand this validation thing and this affirmation thing and I know what it is and I see you in your mirror because I I have a mirror where I've written my affirmations on the mirror and I stand in the nude in that mirror daily because I'm dealing with my own body image and I think I talked about this in another podcast and so I wrote my affirmations in red because red is powerful red is activating and I read them out loud to myself in the new and I look at myself and touch my body parts to affirm myself because I want to reflect back what I'm saying but also to not just say it but to feel it and to finally believe it and my daughter checked me one day and she said you know mom I say my affirmations and I do But part of the reasons why I don't do it all the time, because I already know I'm beautiful. So do I got to constantly keep saying that? And she had a point. If I know that I know what I know, do I got to constantly keep saying it? To believe it? If I already know it, then I know it. I'm just walking in it. And so I had to agree with her to say, hey, babe, if you already got it, you're right. Maybe you just affirm the things that you are unsure about. But keep having a positive thought because at your age, you got it. But at some point, there may be an opportunity or maybe a time where your confidence will be shaken. And I hope not. But I feel that at her age, she's much more advanced than I am at that age, that I was at that age. But I'm so glad that she knows so that as she gets older she can remind herself of those things 
I think some things I'm reminding myself and some things, honestly, I'm just learning right now. And I'm going to be gentle with myself and graceful with myself of now just knowing that. And so now when I affirm my kids, I don't do it to their detriment. I don't do it to their demise. I don't overdo it. So prime example, um, I went out of town and I came home and they know what their assigned chores are and they um, cleaned this one particular area of the house that it was a mess and they were so excited for me to come in the door and to see it because they just wanted to see my reaction and so I came in and I saw it and they, yeah, I think they did a pretty decent job and so I thanked them for it and I think they wanted me to go above and beyond and hey let's go get ice cream because we did something so great right and I said hey you know, you all did a great job and I appreciate it because this wasn't on your task list. However, you all live here. <laughs> so this is part of your home. So you would want your home to look decent. You would want your home to look good. So yeah, you're right. Please make sure. Yeah, I'm going to thank you for it because I'm so grateful that you've done this. But I'm not going to go over and above because this is also an agreement that we have that you will take care of your home so I am very careful and mindful because I never want my kids to get to a point where if I'm not around they're not saying well who's going to rah-rah for me who's going to cheer for me they have the tools in their tool belt to cheer for themselves because guess what people in this world can also be cruel and everybody's not going to always be cheering for you or advocating for you or affirming you. Not in your re- in beloved relationships, that may not always happen. Not in your parental relationships, may not always happen from your parents. You may not definitely get it affirmed um, in your job or recognized in your jobs. So it starts with you. You doing the work to know who you are, to affirm yourself, to know that you are worthy, to know that you are love, and to love yourself unconditionally. And if no one else affirms you, you can look at yourself and look in the mirror and say, I love you. I wholeheartedly love you with no conditions, Latoya. That you are wonderfully and beautifully made. Uniquely made for you. God made only one you. You don't have to be like anyone else. Choose to be like no one else. Choose to be you. That's what makes you magical. That's what what makes you attractive. That's what makes you, you. So as I bring this year into a close, there was many more aha moments I had in 2023. And I'll talk more about that in podcasts to come. But I had to tell those two because those were the two that really turned me around this year. That really changed the direction if I'm going as a believer in myself 
So I appreciate you listening. As you can tell, I'm congested and I'm a little nasally. So thank you for listening in this baritone, sounding like Barry White, (laughs) Um, and listening to this. Take care of yourself first, because if you do that, you can take care of others. I love you. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy 2024. Can you all believe we're saying that? We're saying happy 2024. My goodness. Um, I can't even begin to tell you how fast I believe this year have or last year have gone by very quickly. And this is why I tell individuals to really focus on being present and in the moment. Because before you know it, it'll be gone. (laughs) I'm sitting here thinking like, oh my goodness, I got a high schooler now. You know, um, my son started his freshman year. And and just looking at his academic and, and his physical growth... The time does not stop for anybody. Looking at my daughter who is catching up in height with me, that we're pretty much almost shoulder to shoulder. I'm looking her in her eyes. I'm I'm an average height, 5'5", five, five, but this chick is 12 years old and 5'3", wearing practically the same size shoe I'm wearing at 12. And so... I will tell you, as I was reflecting on the year, reflecting on some of the activities that I participated in and some of the realization and revelations that appeared so heavily in 2023 for me, I just want to take a moment and do a year in review. I I got that topic from just watching social media and everyone is doing their year in review recap with visual aids of pictures and moments and precious times throughout 2023 and I will tell you my year in review I just want to highlight a few things that really hit me hard in 2023 I have been on this wellness, health and wellness journey for pretty much all of my adult life, honestly, but more, I would say, dedicated or more serious about it in this decade in my 40s. And I am approaching 49 in a month and a day from today, and this year's theme is Transformation 49 because I am determined to really clear as much as I can the things that have risen in me and come up for me that I've learned in this decade that I am choosing not to bring forward in the next decade in my 50s. And so I just want to share some things. It's been, I looked at this podcast and saw that 
I too have been um, a little bit delinquent (laughs) and, um, you know, just been, you know, not there fully with being committed to my podcast for a number of reasons, but I just want to just kind of share some things that I've learned in this year. And as you are listening to this podcast, if you are listening and choose to listen, think about what you've learned in this past year. You know, what are some of the things that maybe or possibly shook you to your core? There are some things that I will share that really shook me to my core this year. And I'm as much as it was painful and the realization of it, it was things that I have asked for. And so what I've learned is that the past, I would say, few years of doing this inner work and being on this inner work journey, I really honestly been probably healing on the surface. If I'm if I'm truly being honest, pretty much healing on the surface and so now um it's really this year i really spent time healing by pulling up the roots and when i tell you those roots have been i would say mm, nasty and deeply rooted and as they were coming up out of the ground you know, I had to face it. And I chose to face it in a way that I'm going to deal with you now, because I do not want to deal with you later. And so it started at the beginning, honestly, of 2023. Beginning of 2023, actually my birth month, I end up getting COVID for the first time. And so because it was wintertime and everything and that, you know, wintertime, as you can tell, like this season right now is the biggest season for, you know, RSV and flu and everything else that's going on that's being carried around here. In February, like a little bit short time after my birthday, I end up getting COVID. So, of course, you know, just to safeguard the fam, quarantine in the bedroom. And so during that time, for those five days, I was listening. Luckily, I was I was in the middle of a, a nice show that I was watching called New Amsterdam. And I'm not sure how many people have watched that show. Um, but also watching that show, I've learned some things about myself. And that's honestly where the one realization had come from. And so, you know, when you have COVID and you're quarantined, and pretty much trying to do your best to safeguard everyone else, you have time to spend with yourself. So not only was I watching TV or Netflix or what have you, I was also journaling and really had to spend time with myself, which is fine. I'm a true Aquarian. And even though I'm extroverted and I love people, I also love to spend time with myself. So during that time, I was journaling and, and reading and things like that. But as I was watching the episode of New Amsterdam, there was an episode where Iggy, who's one of the characters in the show, he is a therapist. 
And Iggy, I loved his character because not only was he a therapist helping people, he just was a good guy, good human. And I really gravitated towards him. And maybe because of, you know, my joy in helping others or what have you and, you know, being a coach and so forth. But there was this one particular episode where one of his um, patients became really, um, I would say, uh, stalkerish, very um, just too close, became too close, (coughs) excuse me, to Iggy, to the point it was a little dangerous and it was a little bit um, unusual. And so with that being said, he found himself... um, as he was helping this person, his own issues were coming up, right? And so hopefully as therapists are helping others, they, I hope they have therapists. So he did. So he had a therapist that also brought some things to his awareness and how he was handling the situation. And she thought that he was handling the situation a little bit on the unhealthy side. But she also brought to his awareness that he was a narcissist. And when she said this, and I, I <laughs> became offended. Like, how dare you call him a narcissist? How dare you? You know, he's helping others. He's changing lives. He's showing up for folks. And you call him a narcissist. And all he's doing is trying to help people. So I had a girlfriend who was also watching the show at the same time. And, you know, we were always compare notes of, you know, where, where are we in the season and on the show and what resonated or what have you. And so I was like, girl, did you see the episode when, you know, the therapist called Iggy a narcissist and how dare she and he's out here helping people, whatever. And she got quiet and she said, um, you know, um, you know, you have those tendencies as well and you 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 possess some form of narcissistic behavior as well and i (laughs) was totally offended to the point i'm like bitch who are you talking to like for real like how dare you and you know thank goodness i had um a therapy appointment the next day because i'm just like how dare she say that I am a narcissist so I had to dial back um and I said um you know what more can you tell me about that statement and honestly I was sick at the time so I'm not sure if I was even ready or prepared for her response so honestly I can't even tell you what some of the things she said because I was so in my feelings and I was so hurt and angered by her statement. And so I appreciated it. Honestly, I can appreciate it now. Let me, let me be honest. At the time I wanted to cuss her all the way out. And so, um, but I, the next day, um, I talked to my therapist about it and she too took a pause and said, Miss Smith, you know, you and I have been working on this for the past few years and you're doing much better. And I said to her, well, you never used to term narcissist that I was a narcissist. And she said, no, I did not. 
say those words. She said, but there's a difference between being a narcissist and a narcissism. And so she expounded and then sent me some reference. Um, and so with that being said, and I realized that I was very similar to Iggy where I was pretty much helping others (laughs) but helping others in the way I thought they should be helped lesson one (laughs) and lesson two realization was when I did help others and they didn't do it in a manner in which I thought they should do it or as I advised and they will share with me feedback, you know, of whatever it is or whatever advice I gave them. And if they didn't do it, then my response would be, well, see, I told you and and had you listened to me and, you know, I gave you this offer, you know, and I realized that I was doing it from a very egotistical way. And I tell you, I was blown by this realization truly truly blown by it and I realized that it was number one learn behavior one because that's how my mother did it and I and I and I remember just saying some of the things that she would say and then also having some level of glory or or ego stroking when someone said, yeah, Latoya, you know, the advice you gave me or X, Y, Z, I did that. And here's a great outcome from it. And it's really honestly stopped me in my tracks. And what the show taught me, what my girlfriend reflected back to me and and what my therapist helped me to process is that If you're doing it and being attached to the outcome, it's not good. I was attached to the outcome of folks I tried to help. I was in my ego space and in my head. If people didn't do it the way I I suggested it or do it the way I wanted them to do it or what have you. Or or, Or when I was trying to help people, I didn't even ask them if they needed the help. We're engaging in conversation and instead of me being in the moment, I'm formulating strategies and problem solving and nobody asked me to fix anything. Maybe they just wanted me to listen. So that in the midst of my illness was a very tough pill to swallow. And I thought about it and wondered, like, what, how would I feel if someone was doing that to me? And I realized that I've been doing it all wrong. There's nothing wrong with helping others. And honestly, I've learned, you know, through my sessions in therapy that a lot of times when I was helping people, I was doing it to my detriment because I was running away from dealing with me. Running, running away from dealing with myself and the things that I needed to work on. But what she helped me to realize is that there is nothing wrong with me helping others. 
and I can help others. But there's a way that you do it. And I'm so grateful for her teaching me and I've been incorporating this over the past few years and even more so intentionally that now I want to show up for people in the way they would like for me to show up. So when I'm talking to people, if someone is sharing something, I'm focused on them. And I do that by my eye eye contact. I do that by my body language. I do that by taking deep breaths and breathing and staying in the moment. I do that by also asking or paraphrasing or summarizing what they said just to make sure I have a clear understanding of what they're sharing with me. And then at that moment after listening, I ask. Sometimes I ask at the beginning. If someone says, hey, I want to share something with you. And I ask, hey, am I am I just listening or is there something that you want me to share afterwards? Do you want me to give my thoughts? Do you want me to just listen? Do you want me to help you to, you know, problem solve? How would you want me to show up for you? This is how I'm doing it differently. Because sometimes people may want to honestly come up with their own solutions. And honestly, as a coach, my job as a coach is to ask the bold questions. It's to ask the powerful questions that will help you to think and, and dig deeper. Because guess what? I don't have the answers for you. You have all the answers inside of you. And so if I'm actively listening, if I'm intentionally listening and staying in the moment, I can ask those questions to help the individual to dig deeper so that they can formulate their own decisions, their own results, their own thing that they need to do that will help them get to wherever they're needing to go or to help them understand what could be possible. So now I ask the question, what does this, what does support look like for you? How can I show up for you? Or how they phrase it in New Amsterdam. How can I help? So I'm so grateful for that lesson learned at the top of the year last year. Because it helped me to really do things differently for the remainder of the year. That is now part of my lifestyle. That is now part of how I look at things and how I see things and how... Um, I show up for people and hopefully it'll change some of the relationships that I have that all my life with those relationships that I have been probably dictating things to people and being a source of somebody's de facto mama when they don't need another mama at least not in a peer they want a friend They want somebody who can show up for them and be supportive. So that was honestly one of the deepest things that happened to me in February. But I guess February was the month that wanted to just kind of like just go all hard with me with COVID and my emotions and realizations. Because the other realization that came up in that same month, in that same few days was I realized that throughout my life, my biggest supporter left, 
transition. I was about to say left, and so I'm glad that I corrected myself. My biggest supporter, my mother, transitioned in a very critical time in this decade in my 40s. I was, I believe, 41, yeah, 41 when my mom passed. And she was my biggest validator, my rah-rah girl, my cheerleader, my all-in-all, right? And when she left, I did not know how to cheer for me. I did not know how to advocate for me in some instance. I did not know how to affirm myself. And I realized that she affirmed me so much to the point where and I'm being careful with my wording but it was a little bit to my demise that she over affirmed me and I realized that she over affirmed me because of the lack of affirmation and, 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 and validation that she did not get from her mother as well as from her father so she overdid it because of what she didn't get her relationship with her mother wasn't always great and I think as the later the older that they got it became a little bit more like oil and water for some reason and I recall always trying to do my best to I would say um try to solve the problem, try to fix it. And I found myself being so depressed and so sad that I couldn't fix it because I wanted their relationship to somewhat be like how my relationship with my mother was. And it was pretty good. Now, my mother had a way. She was Aries and fiery as I don't know what. But we got along. We understood each other. And my mother didn't play favorites. She was pretty much, she treated Sharon and I, you know, the same unlike my grandmother who basically treated Sharon as if she couldn't do any wrong and so our relationship was different and she treated me differently and I realized that I did not have my own identity either I was Margaret's daughter or Sharon's sister no one knew Latoya no one knew Toya who was I I was attached to someone and I had to figure out who I was in this decade and that's why for me this transformation 49 is so powerful and I'm so serious about my healing because I cannot move forward being a people pleaser doing things because of what other people want me to do doing things that I felt that people would love me and like me and affirm me if I did it their way those days are over for me because I realized it didn't get me anywhere it got me in a hole honestly that I'm now just now digging out of and so what I'm doing differently with my children is that I'm going to validate them. I'm going to affirm them. 
but I'm also teaching them to affirm themselves. But also learned a valuable lesson from my daughter. And we were talking about affirmations. And she made a valid point about something. And she said, Mom, I understand this validation thing and this affirmation thing. And I know what it is. And I see you in your mirror because I, I have a mirror where I've written my affirmations on the mirror. And I stand in the nude in that mirror daily because I'm dealing with my own body image. And I think I talked about this in another podcast. And so I wrote my affirmations in red because red is powerful. Red is activating and I read them out loud to myself in the new and I look at myself and touch my body parts to affirm myself because I want to reflect back what I'm saying but also to not just say it but to feel it and to finally believe it and my daughter checked me one day and she said you know mom I say my affirmations and I do but part of the reasons why I don't do it all the time because I already know I'm beautiful So do I got to constantly keep saying that? And she had a point. If I know that I know what I know, do I got to constantly keep saying it? To believe it? If I already know it, then I know it. I'm just walking in it. And so I had to agree with her to say, hey, babe, if you already got it, you're right. Maybe you just affirm the things that you are unsure about. But keep having a positive thought because at your age, you got it. But at some point, there may be an opportunity or maybe a time where your confidence will be shaken. And I hope not. But I feel that at her age, she's much more advanced than I am at that age, that I was at that age. But I'm so glad that she knows so that as she gets older, she can remind herself of those things. I think some things I'm reminding myself and some things, honestly, I'm just learning right now. And I'm going to be gentle with myself and graceful with myself of now just in knowing that. And so now when I affirm my kids, I don't do it to their detriment. I don't do it to their demise. I don't overdo it. So prime example, um, I went out of town and I came home and they know what their assigned chores are. And they um, cleaned this one particular area of the house that it was a mess. And they were so excited for me to come in the door and to see it because they just wanted to see my reaction. And so I came in and I saw it and I think they did a pretty decent job. And so I thanked them for it. And I think they wanted me to go above and beyond and, hey, let's go get ice cream because we did something so great, right? And I said, hey, you know, you all did a great job and I appreciate it because this wasn't on your task list. However, you all live here. (laughs) So this is part of your home. So you would want your home to look decent. You would want your home to look good. So yeah, you're right. Please make sure Yeah, I'm going to thank you for it because I'm so grateful that you've done this. But I'm not going to go over and above because this is also an agreement that we have that you will take care of your home. So I am very careful and mindful 
because I never want my kids to get to a point where if I'm not around, they're not saying, well, who's going to rah-rah for me? Who's going to cheer for me? They have the tools in their tool belt to cheer for themselves. Because guess what, people? In this world, can also be cruel. And everybody's not going to always be cheering for you or advocating for you or affirming you. Not in your beloved relationships, that may not always happen. Not in your parental relationships, may not always happen from your parents. You may not definitely get it affirmed um, in your job or recognized in your jobs. So it starts with you. You doing the work to know who you are, to affirm yourself, to know that you are worthy, to know that you are love, and to love yourself unconditionally. And if no one else affirms you, you can look at yourself and look in the mirror and say, I love you. I wholeheartedly love you with no conditions, Latoya. That you are wonderfully and beautifully made. Uniquely made for you. God made only one you. You don't have to be like anyone else. Choose to be like no one else. Choose to be you. That's what makes you magical. That's what that's what makes you attractive. That's what makes you, you. So as I bring this year into a close, there was many more aha moments I had in 2023. And I'll talk more about that in podcasts to come. But I had to tell those two because those were the two that really turned me around this year. That really changed the direction if I'm going as a believer in myself. So I appreciate you listening. As you can tell, I'm congested and I'm a little nasally. So thank you for listening in this baritone sounding like Barry White <laughs> um, and listening to this. Take care of yourself first because if you do that, you can take care of others. I love you. <laughs>